0: ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930 present The
1: Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now.
2: Never after
3: It
2: is Tuesday, November 3rd. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the Miller Lite phone line at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420- 8255 Miller, light, hold true, great taste, only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. (laughs) Um, Today's going to be a basketball-centric show, but in a different way. Today I've got Jansen William, i got Jared West. We're going to hear from them here in a little bit. Also, football earlier this afternoon, got to catch up with a lot of guys, and uh, today I thought we'd hear from Eli Neal first. We're going to hear from these guys throughout the week before we get to game day. But before we get to Jansen and Jared, I talked to them yesterday. We find out Marshall's basketball practice has been halted because of concerns over COVID-19. There's some contact tracing going on right now. So the herd's not practicing today, and they can get back at it here in a couple of weeks and, of course, uh, media reports uh, have come out, and uh, I went ahead and uh, got confirmation myself on that. So it's it's official. You got COVID-19 concerns. You got contact tracing. So uh, we're not going to hear from basketball for a couple of weeks. And that's going to be interesting because we don't know when the non-conference portion of the schedule is going to be released. And we don't even know if that's going to be altered now because of this. And there were rumors. And it's rumor until it's officially announced by Marshall, but there are rumors and reports that there's going to be a couple of games on Thanksgiving holiday weekend, the day before Thanksgiving, the day after, you know, a couple of uh, national outlets have tweeted out reports. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. And you don't know because... Will the herd be ready? They can't do anything. They're gonna have they have to hold practice. They can't get together, they can't prepare, they can't go through the motions, they can't do anything right now until they get past this cycle. And basketball is gonna be a harder hit sport than football. We know FIU couldn't participate in the game last week against Marshall because they just didn't have enough scholarship athletes. They didn't have enough players. And that's saying something. Now, for basketball, you get a couple of cases, all of a sudden, contact tracing included, that might wipe your entire team out for a couple of weeks. It can be completely different. And so that's why my thinking is you might have a limited to no conference games or out-of-conference games. You might have limited to no out-of-conference games, and you might just focus on your, your conference slate, which begins December 31st. Who knows what's going to happen. However, the herd basketball team right now – Uh, On the sideline, again, they've, uh, they've had some difficulty here keeping it all together. It's completely different than football. You lose a couple athletes in football, you can carry on depending on contact tracing, And if you lose a couple of guys in basketball, depending on contact tracing, it could wipe your entire team out. So that's where we're at with that right now. And uh, later on, we're going to hear from Jansen Williams. So for the most part, uh, nothing um, we talked about with Jansen and Jared uh, we have to put on the shelf. So uh, it's still pretty relevant stuff. Looking forward to hearing that. Also, as I mentioned, we're going to hear from Eli Neal. We'll get his comments. Football getting set for UMass coming up. On Saturday, we'll have that action for you right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Now, also the WVSSAC rankings have come out through Week 9 of the regular season. Let's go over the big ones. What you want to know is right now in Class AAA, number 1 is South Charleston. Undefeated and right behind them with four games. And right now, four games get you in the playoffs. If you got four games under your belt— and you've been trying to actively schedule, and you got four games, you're in. Because it got lowered to three. It was four, so it's now three. So you get three games in, you you can participate. And then you've got Martinsburg at three. And you drop down to five, you see Spring Valley's right there. Uh, GW is 11th. Uh, Hurricane is 13th. Schools that we care the most about in the immediate area. Um St. Albans 22nd, Capitol 23rd is going down the list. Huntington uh, not going to the postseason this year, 26th, 2-6 and six record, not going to the postseason, and that's AAA. Now looking at A again, we're just going to hit on the teams that uh, matter to us for the most part here. And also keep in mind this thing is going to be weird from the standpoint that you could get in and then your county is one of those colors that doesn't let you play and you're done. So, Sissonville is number one in class double A. Polka's ninth. Lincoln's 16th. You know, just cruising through here. Polka, you know, probably the team we care about the most. Wayne's 24th. Uh, Logan's 32. Nitro's 35. Winfield's 35. Uh, Class single A, you've got Tug Valley at number one. And really. I don't know what's going to happen with some of these smaller counties if they ha- don't have enough games, but uh, Greenbrier West is second. Uh, Buffalo is sixth. Uh, just cruising through t- Tulsa is 12th. And the playoffs are coming up soon. I mean, some some counties have got most of their games in. A lot haven't. But for the most part, if you got three games in, you're going to be okay. But by, but by and large... It's going to come down to the map. The color-coded map. And so if you're in the playoff and you are hit with the color-coded map that says you can't play, you're done. So I'm looking at Wayne County, I'm looking at Spring Valley. What if Spring Valley couldn't play? I mean, number five team in the in the state, four and one, and the only thing really standing in their way is the color coded map. Martinsburg 4 and 1. I mean, these are going to be the two teams that are going to have the best chance. Cabell Midland's got 4 games in and they're going to be considered a, a contender as well. I mean, what if Cabell County goes into the orange? If Cabell County goes into the orange, Cabell Midland could be out. If Spring Valley and Wayne County goes into the orange, stays in the orange, however the map's going to shape up. Because, again, there's the daily map, and then there's the weekly map, and none of this matches the Harvard map. So many maps. But you can look at probably two of the best teams in the state of West Virginia not getting to participate because the map says, look, sorry, you can't participate. So how do you fix this? You, you can't. That's the thing. You can't really fix this because it's not fixable. The, the color-coded map, I mean, a lot of people are saying, test, go test, as if you're trying to bring the numbers down or skew. And, of course, testing, the only thing testing really does is it discovers if someone is carrying the COVID-19 virus or not. And, yes, do test, but it's going to be so difficult here to put this thing together. And you know, I, I've seen some people, and again, all anecdotal here on social, saying, look, got to put an asterisk next to this thing if – Spring Valley's not in it at Martinsburg. Well, 2020 is one big gigantic asterisk. And you know what? I'm not going to invalidate anything because we all knew what to do. As as we've been doing this for months now, we all knew what to do. Here's how you prevent this. Here's how you stop the spread. Here's how you try to mitigate this thing. So I, I would be terribly sad for these kids at the same time. We all knew what to do. We all knew how to make this happen. But we got some time before the final seeding is announced. Uh, we'll get the seeding playoffs. We'll get the color-coded map. The map will tell us all what we need to do. And you know what? We all knew it's going to be a crazy year. We all knew This is going to be, it continues to be a crazy year because we've got Marshall basketball right now. Can't practice again because we've got issues, concerns. Football's been doing okay so far. Um, Got a game on Saturday, and hopefully you have a game next Saturday. Because what if what if Middle came down with COVID issues? What if Marshall came down with COVID issues after the game on Saturday, and you can't play on the fourteenth? That that would be. A crazy thing, and I, I don't even want to uh, shudder the thought. So that's where we're at right now. It's a, it's the COVID nineteen virus is dictating everything, and it, we'll see what the playoffs look like. And of course, uh, we've got Huntington High action. Huntington High final game coming up. It'll be this weekend. We'll have it for you Friday night. You can listen to it right here on ESPN ninety four point one and AM nine thirty. When we continue, we're gonna dive into basketball. Yeah. We've got COVID-19 concerns with the basketball team, but eventually they're going to be able to take the court. We're going to hear from Jansen Williams later on, but we'll hear from Jared West when we continue with today's edition. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Never miss a moment of The Drive with Paul Swan. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to the November 3rd edition. Your drive continues on ESPN, 94.1 and AM 930. Earlier today, we found out that the Marshall men's basketball team has halted practice due to COVID-19 concerns. It's Going to be a couple of weeks before they can hit the court again. The one question I have is uh, what will the non-conference schedule look like? It's going to be in doubt, at least for the early part. Uh, Teams can begin on November 25th. We don't know yet what the conference schedule, or the non-conference portion at least, of the schedule looks like with the Thundering Herd Still to be determined, it's in pencil right now. Yesterday I had a chance to catch up with Jansen Williams as uh, we were on the press conference with Marshall Basketball. And uh, even though basketball practice is halted at this point, thought it would be good still to hear from Jansen and, and get his thoughts on the upcoming season. Uh, that's where we begin. Really, if only we knew what we would know today, yesterday, uh, we could ask a, a different way some of the questions that we posed to Jansen and uh, start out with Jansen just talking. It's getting caught up, really, because we haven't talked to Jansen in a while. He's one of those guys that we haven't really had a chance to, to, to get with. And so uh, just getting caught up with how crazy this uh, whole 2020 season has been or at least this whole 2020 calendar year and uh, that's where we begin with Jansen Williams just transitioning into this new season with everything that's, that's happened since that last time you're on the court
4: mm-hmm. yeah um, a lot of different changes a lot of different things going on um, a lot of uh, there's a lot of expected out of us and um, we got to come to the plate Ready to you know, take on take on all these all these new regulations just so we can play. I mean, we want to play so bad, and um, we got to follow a lot of rules in order for us to play. So, um, but this, this last six months has been it's been tough, and uh, I'm very thankful we have such a great team um, that I can go on this journey with. Uh, we all want to play so bad, and I think we're doing going to do a really good job this year.
2: Has it been difficult um, having to sacrifice so much? because uh, you see across the country teams that are really hunkering down, sacrificing, doing what they need to do? They've got more opportunity to play. Um, do you see that and, and you know, you preach that as well to some of the newer guys, hey, we want to play, we got to do this, and we got to follow these rules? Absolutely. It's like with this mask. This
4: mask has got to be above your nose at all times. Um, unless you're six feet away from somebody. Um, there's a lot of rules going on. And and like I said before, I'm, I'm really glad I got these this, these bunch of guys to you know, go along with. We definitely have to preach to each other. It's so everybody, everybody messes up, you know. It's hard to breathe these things on, um, especially when you're playing basketball. But we're um, doing our best to stay disciplined just so we can play the season.
2: Just you personally. Um... You've had, you know, a little time now. You're getting back into the swing of things. Uh, you know, where are you at as far as, you know, your self-evaluation? I'm definitely um,
4: able to handle the ball a lot better. So, I'll be able to uh, count that as a threat to my game, um, for my game. Uh, my three-point shot is a lot better than it was last year. I'm shooting a lot better, but, I mean, in the past, I think, the four practices before I got sick, um, I was shooting, with 20 attempts, I think is what it was. So um, three-point shots looking really well. Uh, Transition, I'm in the best, I would say I'm in the best conditioning state I've ever been. Um, I'm in the best shape of my life right now. So that's really exciting to see um, and look forward to for the season.
2: Is part of that because you've had so much time to do more personal growth, more individual work, um, a little bit of, you know, you want to do better obviously from the last season, combination of all that? I would say that,
4: yeah. I would also, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe this helped out a little bit. Um, I know before all the, the pandemic happened, I've seen people wear masks where it's a little harder for you to breathe and um, kind of training yourself to get to that, you know, oh my gosh, I'm about to die state, so, um, which is actually good for you, so, um, but, yeah, man, great shape, very excited to play basketball this year, hopefully it all works out, hopefully we can bring in a conference championship.
1: Danson, Danny commented that he thought you, that you came back really focused, and, and kind of like the focus that you had at the end of last season, you kept it and you came back and maybe even more focused
4: even than then now. I would say um, ever since John and CJ left, I was struggling to find my, <clears throat> my role. And I thought I knew what my role was, um, which is just a three-point shooter. And unfortunately, I, li- I limited myself um, and realized came to realize that I'm worth a lot more than just, you know, three-point shooting I'm rebounding, blocking shots, getting the second-chance plays, um, screening and rolling. I have many, many roles to play on this team. And once I realized that, it uh, it helped me out a lot up here. So. One thing with that,
1: though, whenever you do expand your roles like that, you go through that process where you think about it a little bit. Was that part of last season, too, once you realized it? Uh, and I look back to that Southern Miss game. You know, you were doing everything right, but it's still like the timing was off and you took all shots in rhythm, none of them fell. And it was like the next game in UTEP that things really started to click for you. Yeah. Get back to speed when you got that many rolls. How difficult of a process is
4: that? Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a mental game, and not a lot of people understand. And I can't imagine, you know, these NBA players. I mean, it's it's, it's ridiculous. But um, it toughens you as an individual, and it makes you grow. and. It's really cool to sit back where I'm at now, look back at where I was and what I was thinking, what I should have been thinking, and to see that journey to where it led up today. Um, Unfortunately, we only get to play a certain amount of games this year, but um, it's really cool to see myself growing as a person.
1: With the younger guys, too, I mean, they're going to be going through much of the same. How do you as as one of the – leaders and veteran guys on this team. How do you help the O'Bean as the David Earlies? How do you help those guys get used to it? Because, you know, some of the stuff that you and Mike went through last year, those guys are going to be going through this year too.
4: Absolutely. So, I would have to, honestly have to say, you know, just as much as talking I can do for them and, you know, teaching them as much as I can, it's, nothing's going to teach them more than experience. Um, and I think that's inevitable. I think everybody's going to have to go through that, through that experience too. Um, really understand and really get to know your game, a lot about yourself and a lot about your team and program. <clears throat> I think it'll be fine. I turned out fine. <laughs> I know that,
1: you know, you're all practices. You know, Tony always had his crew on the side that always came and chatted you all up, and you're a personable person, so that sort of helps you all get through practices. How much different is that aspect with it this year? There's yeah. not anybody in the gym. You're not able to really interact. It's just yeah. like all- –
4: Locked down and, and uh, all ball. Uh, it's, I'll find myself looking to the crowd just to say hey, it's just to you know lower myself. You know, yes, we're at a job, but you know we got people here watching us, and it's it's cool to talk to them and everything, and uh, it kind of helps helps dealing with all this, all the all the stress. Um, so it's definitely a factor, but I will I will I will say this: it's we are a lot more focused. I mean. As I've ever seen here at Marshall. Um, But I would also have to say that 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 comes with all of the things that we have to, you know, we have to, all of these things um, just so that we can still play basketball. So, I mean, like Halloween, I don't think anybody did anything on Halloween. And we sat back and watched, I don't know, the Blacklist or something. So it's tough, but I mean, we'll be all right.
3: That that thought of, your idea of not being able to play in front of fans when the season rolls around, how, how do you think that might change your basketball mindset?
4: Um, <clears throat> it's going to suck. You know, we, we rely so heavily on our, our fans to uh, help us out, and, and it helps out a lot. It really does. Um, it's going to be a lot different, and you know, it's just another thing we have to – we have to – get over, um, you know, it, we got to think that, you know, yeah, we don't have fans coming to our games, but I mean, there's no fans coming to their games. So, if we're going to get to know each other, the other team. So, <laughs> tune in.
1: What do you think that this Marshall team has that that maybe some t- – what sets this team apart from other teams that you've been a part of at Marshall? You've been a part of some pretty
4: special teams within the program. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> The way that we all click and, you know, a lot of us hang out together, and I don't think a lot of teams do that. You know, a lot of programs have guys coming in just to come in just because they have to, you know, and I don't see any of that on this team. I can call one through, how many guys we got, 16, 15? One through 15 and say, hey, man, let's go get lunch. Let's go hunt, let's go fishing, uh, come over, Let's." play video games and I would say one through 15 would 100% come over or invite me. And uh, we do this thing on, on Tuesday nights, i say Monday, tomorrow night, um, with Jeremy Napier with, um, we go through each person's, you know, kind of not life journey, but you know, what got them here. And that, that whole process, we've been doing it for about two months now and every single Tuesday right, joins in and we get to learn, you know, tough topics that you know we wouldn't normally talk about, and uh, then we finish with uh, a Bible verse, a couple of Bible verses, and trying to understand as much as that as possible. And Jeremy does a great job, but I would say that has definitely added on tremendously to our uh, our friendship, loyalty to each other.
1: I know that um you know Dan was mentioning that David early sort of had a really good scrimmage the other day what are some of the things through practice that that you've seen from David that and, and Obina too that, that
4: really make them stand out and help this group see with David uh, he's he's a beast he's um really athletic really athletic is how i would say to him describe him um very shifty um has a lot of things in his bag as people would say um And the way he can finish, the way he can shoot is very promising. And and it's – him and – I would say this whole freshman class is probably the most athletic freshman class I've seen since I've been at Marshall. So, and along with Obina, Obina is also so athletic, but his his athleticism is more of like a Darius – has more of a Darius vibe to it. Uh, I see both of their games and uh, with Obina, trying to attack the glass more just like like Darius and um, like Darius shoot, shoots the three. Um, he's trying to develop his game into being able to be a threat on the three-point line. Um, but we're definitely going to rely on him on rebounding in the, you know, the second-chance opportunities.
2: That's Jansen Williams. Unfortunately, practice is going to be halted for the next couple of weeks. I look forward to these guys getting back together. Uh, it's tough on those guys. They're friends. I mean, what he was saying earlier, talking about, hey, you know, to a man, we all get together. We're here. We're friends. We we actually like each other. You know, we'll hang out, do things. We'll play video games together. And that dynamic has kind of changed. Um, the whole college experience is a little different now for everyone, including the student-athletes. But uh, they are persevering. Unfortunately, uh, another setback as uh, COVID-19 concerns are halting practice for at least the next couple of weeks. So when we continue, we're going to hear from... Jared West, one of the leaders on this basketball team. Later on from football, Eli Neal, when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.
0: We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, this is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Earlier this afternoon, the Marshall men's basketball team, it was reported, uh, stopped practice due to COVID-19 concerns and contact tracing. Thundering Herd men's team won't be back in action for a couple weeks, uh, but we do have a couple of uh, basketball interviews we wanted to get to today since we're not going to hear from these guys for another couple of weeks. And uh, one guy in particular that... uh, has taken on all challenges at Marshall. It's Jared West, and we haven't heard from him in a couple of weeks. And so same thing, just talking to him about where this team is at this moment. Of course, keep in mind, it all pauses now as we sort of get a feel for where they're at, what they're able to do. They scrimmaged the other day. They're going to try to try to compress everything in if they want to start anywhere close to on time but again we don't know what the conference and non-conference schedule shake-ups are going to be if this conference schedule is going to hold and of course we hope it does the non-conference schedule of course still hasn't been released but i wanted to spend a few minutes with jared west and uh, here's a conversation with him yesterday again just trying to get caught up with what's going on with him and his team what they look like in his estimation so jared is Just catch us up since we last talked. You guys have uh, gone against each other for a while now, and um, what's your evaluation of everything you see? Um, Practices
0: have been good. Um, They've been competitive. We've been working hard. We've been, um, you know, we're still learning, obviously. We're still trying to um, figure some stuff out. The new guys, they're doing pretty well on the fly as far as just learning and picking stuff up. But um, overall, I think practice has been pretty good. Um, Like I said, we've been working hard. Um, obviously, this has been an adjustment, this type of uh, preseason and everything like that, but I feel like we've done a pretty good job of adjusting. Um, the guys are working hard. The practice has been competitive. We're learning. We're still getting better. And um, I'm excited about uh, the stuff that we've had so far.
2: Is there any advantage to all this time, this prep time? Is there – I know you, you want to get to the point where we're just playing games finally, but, you know, with some new guys coming in, is there any advantage to this extra time you've got?
0: Um it's definitely good, especially for the younger guys. the more reps, the better um the more game like reps and opportunities, the better for them. Um, you know, obviously, it is tough. We've been doing a lot for a while now um, with the team and everything, so we're we're just trying to make the most of our opportunities and stuff like that. you know, I feel like the coaches have done a pretty good job of pushing us in practice and you know getting us uh, in the right spots and uh showing us film and stuff like that. I feel like uh And I feel like we've been doing a pretty good job of just working hard and really doing all that we can and controlling what we can control. So, um, you know, I feel like it's a pretty good opportunity, especially for these young guys to kind of get back in the flow. Also because, you know, some guys are banged up and, um, you know, get sick or whatever. I feel like it gives them a little bit of time to kind of get back acclimated
1: and stuff. So, um, overall, I feel like it's been pretty good. All right, Jared, you're you're the son of a coach. You've been around this stuff forever. You got to sit and and rest up a little bit and take in uh, Saturday's scrimmage. What what did you note know about uh, your all's team and and what stood out, especially about the young guys? Um,
0: I feel like overall, well, there's a lot of offense, a lot of offense being played, a lot of scoring, which is good, you know. Uh, defensively, we could we could have been better for sure, and that's something that we'll work on and continue to get better at. But um. I feel like everybody played pretty good. I feel like it was competitive. They played hard. Um, the game was a close game. So I feel like it was com- competitive for everybody that played and everybody who played made an impact in my opinion. And um, I feel like that's the most important thing. Everybody played hard and competed. Um, I think the young guys, the new guys did a really good job. And even even some of the, the younger returning guys who, you know, might not get as many reps of practice and stuff like that. I feel like they all did a good job as well. So um, overall, I thought the scrimmage was was pretty good. Um, I think defensively, obviously, we can tighten some things up. But um, I feel like the more we do it, the the better we'll get. The more game reps and opportunities we get, the better we'll be. So we just got to figure some stuff out, continue to learn. Um, I know we'll watch the film or a little bit of the film of the scrimmage today.
1: So um, we'll have some learning opportunities. No, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I thought I saw a clip from uh, the social media aspect. Was it during the scrimmage? I think Obina... Got one of David's shots off the backboard or something.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, David went to the basket, and it was a good move, honestly. But uh, Abina made a great recovery and blocked it at the off the backboard, and that led to a, a Mike dunk on a runout. So that was a big play late in the scrimmage. But uh, yeah, I think Abina, Abina, and David—they both did a really good job. Um, when CJ got in there, I thought he, I thought he did good as well. So I think I think all the young guys did well, and I think they played hard. You know, they competed. I feel like. Uh, they all played to win, and they wanted their teams to win. So when they uh, when they were on the court, I feel like they did a good job of competing hard. That
1: uh, plays like that block. Is that what Abina brings to the table? It's not just the fact that he's a defensive presence. He has the wherewithal to to get back down the court. Dan was talking about he grabbed a rebound, got it out, transitioned, and then finished on the other end. It seems like that's a big niche of his game.
0: Yeah, Abina's uh, ability, and then you mesh that with his motor, that makes him being a really impactful type of guy. Kind of like what you just said, that block, it led to a run out for his team. You know, he saved a layup and then Mike got a dunk. So it was like a four-point swing. But that type of uh, athleticism, ability, um, and him like meshing that with his motor and how hard he plays, I feel like that makes him very impactful, um, especially on the defensive end. That gives us... Another dimension defensively that can guard multiple positions and protect the rim at a high level. So um, that was just kind of like a glimpse and an example of what he can bring to the
1: table. Just looking at uh, around conference USA, didn't FIU have a kid? They they had a kid that guarded one through five last year, and that's sort of sort of something that he has the ability to do as well, isn't it?
0: Yeah, for sure. I definitely. uh, yeah, FIU, they had a the, the shot blocker. I think he was, he was defensive player of the year. And um, Abena has those type of capabilities. I think that kid was maybe a little bit taller, but I think Abena with his athleticism and activity can do very similar things. And, um, and it's not just necessarily blocking shots, honestly. I think it's just guarding. I think he can guard multiple positions and he's very uh, versatile in that regard. Um, the tough thing is going to be him learning all the principles of playing on the perimeter, being on the big, being on a guard sometimes. So I feel like once he learns that and gets that down pat, um, I think that's going to make him that much better.
3: we good guys. Jared, what about about your thoughts on when you first maybe came back, entered camp with the guys, and kind of to where you are today, do you feel maybe the basketball IQ of this team has been elevated since you guys first started?
0: Yeah, I definitely think we've gotten uh, a lot better, gotten a lot more comfortable in what we're doing. I think um, the guys are kind of learning where they're supposed to be and knowing what they're supposed to be doing, especially the younger guys. And um, again, I feel like the more that we do it, the better we'll get. And I feel like that's what's happened so far, you know. I feel like they did a good job of coming in and trying to really learn and get better um, when they first got here. And I feel like Everybody has really improved in that regard as far as, far as IQ, knowing where to be, um, being in the right spots, and stuff like that over over this last couple of weeks. So um, I feel like we made a big jump in that regard. And I think we're going to, um, we still have time before our first game. And I feel like we're going to be better uh, then than we are now.
2: Unfortunately, the time has been halted as the herd on a two-week hiatus now due to COVID-19 concerns and contact tracing. When we continue, we're going to turn our attention to football. Eli Neal, we talked to him today. We'll get his thoughts on the upcoming game as we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.
0: The Drive with Paul Swan. Marshall Athletic Director Mike Hamrick. He knows Paul's the best on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
2: It's a proven fact. I am the best. Welcome back. It's the drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. A short time to go till the end of the program, so let's just jump right into it. We've got Eli Neal. We spoke to him earlier, Marshall football, and uh, just getting set, of course, for. UMass. Strange week last week, and you got to stop preparing for one game and get ready for another. Uh, what was that like, just uh, trying to, you know, put all that aside and get ready for the next game?
5: Uh, A little bit chaotic considering, you know, we were coming off a short week. Uh, no, we were going to have a short week against FIU anyway, so we kind of just speeding up the process and really locked in on that. Um, kind of just to find out that we're not playing that game, uh, we just instantly just tried to look at the bright side of it knowing that uh, we were able to, you know, all the bumps and bruises we were able to get rid of, you know, in a week, got an extra week off. We just took advantage of it.
2: So now that you had some extra time, uh, what do you know about your opponent this week?
5: Uh, we know as much as we possibly can. Um, they've only played one game this year, and that's kind of what we're going off of, uh, going off a little bit of some old film and uh, different things from a little while back. but. Uh, we know that we're not going to underestimate anybody. We're going to come here and we're going to play our best game every chance we get.
2: That's got to be really – I mean, at this point, it's got to be helpful for you to have gone through this several times. You've played several games, and usually your opponent, maybe, if lucky, you've got maybe film on one game on them. So, at this point, it's probably old hat for you.
5: Oh, most definitely, yeah. We just and, – and we get to hone in on a lot of things that we need to fix as a team in general, just as a team and not worry about them too much, but take the little bit we do have and run with it.
2: Is it then more or less, you know, you're working still on yourselves, you know, you're going to try to force what you want to do on them since really you don't know much about them. So if you go out and execute, they're going to have to adjust to you.
5: Uh, Most definitely. Every chance we get, we're just going to play our game. Every Every chance we get, make it about us and not about them.
3: Uh, Coach Holiday said yesterday that uh, every week you guys check the paper, check ESPN, and there's always someone who shouldn't be beat on that college football weekend does get beat. What, what does he mean when he says that, and how often does he guy, does he say it to you guys?
5: Uh, that's, if you could probably trademark Doc Holiday. That'll probably that'll probably be it. He just lets us know that uh, every week, just to make sure we don't underestimate anybody, don't come into a. Uh, a fight thinking it's already won before, you, you know, put on the gloves. So we just he just keeps us ready, keeps us on our toes. That's the whole point of um, his saying.
3: And just just going off that, I think there's a lot of times in any sport, at any level that you often see teams, honestly, the heavy favorite overlook somebody or potentially, you know, look ahead to that next game. How do you pretend, you know, how do you guys go about not doing that?
5: Um, like I said, we just hone in on the small things. You know how hard we didn't work to get here, including Corona and everything going on. Like we know how hard we work to get here and we don't want to let it slip through our fingers because of something we've done, something we've done as a team. We just want to make sure we uh, keep up with all the small things and just continue to build as a team each and every week.
3: Do you feel this team starting to hit its stride right now? Do you feel you guys getting stronger maybe than you were a couple of weeks ago?
5: Almost definitely, we still haven't seen the best. We're still getting better each and every day. We definitely aren't getting uh, complacent. We just keep trying to get better. But we're definitely hitting stride. It, uh, it helps a lot that you know, with everything going on the way it has. I mean, we you know what like week ten, week eleven. We've only played five games so far, so it's just definitely more, more, and better to come.
1: Back to UMass, the. One game they played, the three quarterbacks played, and they all ran the ball quite a bit. Uh, did that does that look like to be a pretty big factor in their offense? And what's it mean for you?
5: Uh, definitely, uh, it's definitely a, a good switch up for them on um, being able to run the ball with the quarterback. Uh, There's not too much that we that we haven't seen, or it isn't foreign to us uh, to see a running quarterback. So, um, just gotta make sure we rally to the ball. That's one thing I feel like the defense is really good good at.
2: And that's going to do it for this edition of the program. We are out of time, unfortunately. Uh, We're going to have to wait a couple weeks for basketball to get back at it. Uh, Election coverage coming up tonight, 7.06 airtime right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Back at it tomorrow. We'll do it all over again. We'll have football to get ready for as the thundering are getting closer to kickoff airtime coming up 11.30 AM on Saturday. Thanks for tuning in. This has been The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.